So I want to just start this episode off with a story, with an observation that happened just recently. And uh, it's it's not uncommon. Um, and there's been plenty of times where I've witnessed and experienced the same thing. So let me start off with what it is that I'm that I'm talking about. And so I was at a birthday party and you know, these are pretty significant milestones in people's lives and they tend to be an opportunity or a time to reflect on the year past and the year ahead. And so just before the candles were about to be blown out, in fact, I think it was I think it was just after the candles were blown out that the person whose birthday was having the birthday had stopped and paused. And what they wanted to do clearly was just to say a few words. Maybe they'd been thinking about it throughout the day or leading up to the birthday. And they, and they paused and they started to say, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody. It's been a really hard year. And then and then they paused because they started to get emotional. And you could tell that voice started to to quiver and and um and whatever it was that was about to be shared was something really vulnerable now it's almost like time paused for a moment there and, and what was a moment felt like a lifetime uh, and and the reason being is because it was really uncomfortable now that's not unusual and that's to be expected to be vulnerable in public, albeit amongst friends and family and loved ones, but to be vulnerable in that way uh, and to reflect on something really uh, vulnerable and raw and difficult and uncomfortable, it's it's hard. And so it's not the pausing and the emotionality that came to the fore. Uh, that, was, that was surprising, but it was what happened next and it wasn't even surprising what happened next it's pretty typical and i think we do this all the time as soon as as soon as that person got emotional there are a number of people that stepped in to deflect and distract and to just immediately brighten up the mood by starting to sing happy birthday another person stepped in just to put a hand on her shoulder and and uh you know kind of offer some some support, but everyone else was so uncomfortable that they had to deflect from the experience, unable to sit in it and and start to sing happy birthday. So I think that was an act of empathy and I think it was with good intentions, but it was really interesting to me how uncomfortable we are with expressing how we feel. Now, Earlier on that day, I had been at the same party. A couple of people have asked me how I was doing. And the fact is it was a difficult time for me. And I was reflecting on where I'm at and, you know, where I've been and where I'm, you know, how I'm feeling. And, and I started to to get a little emotional as well. And I didn't shy away from those conversations, although the truth is it felt uncomfortable. And like, is it appropriate for me to be sharing this? But here's the thing. When we ask how somebody's doing and when we ask how somebody's feeling, we don't really want to know the answer, especially if it is an uncomfortable experience, an uncomfortable emotion, 
because we're not prepared to deal with it because we don't know how to do it. I'm not saying everybody's in this in this situation, but my experience is generally culturally in the culture in which I'm immersed right now and the environment in which I was brought up both at home and at school and amongst society and amongst friends, we don't talk about how we feel unless we're feeling great. And that is a real tragedy because what happens is we don't learn how to process and acknowledge and regulate and identify, recognize, label um, our feelings. And so we're confused by them. And inevitably, we're things that we're you know, confused by or unfamiliar with or uncertain about or uncomfortable with, we suppress them and repress them. And we exile those feelings, tuck them away until they resurface another day one way or another. And so um, I've seen this, I see this happen all the time. Um, you know, I've got you know, my my dad actually is quite a sensitive person, and often he'll go to give a speech, and he'll he'll tear up. Um, there'll be occasions, whether it be birthdays or Christmas or whatever, and, and there's something really important he wants to say, and um, he tears up. Now, there's an I think inevitably, not inevitably, but what we tend to do is just feel really uncomfortable about that, and I think that's I think that's a I think that's such a shame. Because not only do we not get to express our emotions in a healthy way, uh, you know, if, if by sharing, but we don't get to witness others doing that. And we don't get to see each other, truly. We don't get to see what's actually going on. And in turn, we end up just communicating on a really superficial level. So I just want to acknowledge this and... And encourage you to notice when you do this, when you repress how it is that you actually feel for not wanting to create an uncomfortable situation for somebody else. And notice that when somebody actually shares their feelings or tells you how they're doing and you don't either have the time or you weren't prepared or you or you just don't feel like you're able to, capable of dealing with that, just notice how that makes you feel. And lean into that discomfort and the vulnerability and it's hard it's why we don't do it but i but if you look at the consequence of not doing that we have a whole a whole uh, community of people who are adults who are walking around with repressed emotions and who don't know how to deal with them who when they do experience those emotions uh they they suffer and they suffer internally or they or they uh, express those emotions in a way that could be destructive and unhealthy. And you see it all the time. And we don't really know what's going on with each other. And what, and what a shame that is. What a missed opportunity for us to truly connect. I think it's just such a, such a tragedy. And we can fix this. We can fix this by learning to understand our feelings and to give each other, uh, ourselves first, but each other permission to feel. Now, this the, that term is the title of a book by Mark Brackett, and I thoroughly recommend that book. I think I might have done a podcast about this in the past, or certainly mentioned it. Um, I'll link this. Uh, I'll link the book and a, a great podcast episode he did with Brene Brown, uh, talking about 
the book, Permission to Feel. And he also has this um, acronym called RULER, which is which is being taught in schools, which for me is the most fundamental education we can give kids is to help them understand themselves and how they feel and how to interact and engage with others and their feelings. And so this, this is being taught in schools, it's being taught in workplaces, and it is wonderful. It is overdue and it is the most important um, thing you can include in uh, curriculum at the moment for kids to learn. So he uses an acronym RULER and, uh, and that stands for uh, R is recognize, recognize the emotion. And not only that emotion that or the feeling you're having, but the feeling that others might be having. That's uh, relational and emotional empathy and awareness and uh, intelligence. So there's uh, to recognize you is to understand, understand where it's coming from, where what's the cause, what's the trigger, what's the root, what's actually being triggered, what's the feeling, um, where's that feeling coming from. Uh, so that's uh, there's U, there's L, which is to label, and it's really important to label how you're feeling accurately. Uh, there's a big difference between anger and resentment, for example, and the way in which you might deal with that uh, effectively depends on the labeling it uh, accurately. So there's L, um, E is for expression. Uh, you need to express how you feel appropriately and healthily in a way that's not destructive, the way that moves that energy. And uh, R U L E R, uh, the final R is to regulate, to learn how to regulate. Your emotions, and I think these are just the most fundamental skills for us to to learn. And we, I didn't, I didn't learn these at school. I had to learn them. I had to teach myself, and I had to seek out that uh, that 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 support to regulate. I had to seek out some um, some support to understand, and um, and we can't do this alone. And so, I would love to normalize healthy expression and. Uh, healthy regulation of emotions and I believe this is of urgent importance because if we don't, if we continue not to do this, we are going to continue suffering the consequences of miscommunication, of not connecting with ourselves, of not connecting with each other and of seeing the impact of what happens when unregulated emotions are expressed in a way that's destructive. And we, this is not something that we are born with. It's something we have to learn. And if we're not learning this at every stage in our life and, and continuing to practice this throughout our lives, then we'll continue to suffer the consequences of this. And our society and its dysfunctional regulate, dysfunctionally regulated or irregulated, if that's even a word, um, uh, people going around and projecting their uh, projecting their their shit onto each other, or 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 you know onto themselves within. Uh, it, it's 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 so destructive, and it's such a waste of a life, such a waste of a opportunity to connect with each other, such a waste of an opportunity to express emotions that are really healthy and are really positive too. And I'm not, I don't want to make a you know a, a binary distinction between positive and negative, or good and bad emotions or feelings. They're just feelings. It's what we do with them. Um, that you know will determine whether it's um, whether it's a healthy or or destructive outcome. But you know when we repress our feelings, our negative ones. Again, I'm using that that term. But when we re- when we repress some feelings, we repress all of them because if we're not comfortable 
um, sharing things that are uncomfortable, we're probably not going to feel vulnerable enough or not going to feel comfortable to be vulnerable, to share the joy, to share the love, to share the passion, to share that we're, you know, into somebody that we care about somebody for fear of you know that not being reciprocated to be able to hold those feelings to be able to hold those emotions within ourselves within our within a healthy contained boundary of ourselves is something that we need to learn and when we can do that um, we become even more whole and even more able to express the complete spectrum of our emotions and I, i think the degree to which we're able to to express, understand, to regulate uh, some of the uncom- more uncomfortable emotions is the degree to which we're able to do the same for for those emotions that we would rather potentially um, enjoy and 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 express the um, those positive emotions of joy and love. And so, is there a question in this? I don't know. The question is probably, how comfortable are you with your with how you feel, with how others feel, and how comfortable are you in the discomfort of some of those um, situations? And uh, if you're uncomfortable, welcome to being a human. But it's what we do with that that matters. And I think that ruler acronym from Mark Brackett is a really helpful way to to um, to begin to yeah become a little more whole and human, and to embrace that which we feel. Because if we don't how much of life are we missing out on and what a shame that is so here's to feeling 